everybody. Welcome to episode 47, Pass the Camera. This is EFP. I have been doing this for a couple of years now. We're back strong and doing more than ever. Today's episode, I want to get into the idea of how style of tabletop gaming, that is, has changed. It's, it's dramatically different than it was in the 80s. Sure, we do dungeon crawls. That still happens. And yeah, we loot the dead and fight monsters. But how we tell the story as a group has changed. And I want to go a little bit further with it. So let's break down the topics for the day. Topics today are GM pass, the player pass, inaction, how do you do this, tips and tricks, and closing. Not as many topics as normal, but there's a reason for that. As a warning, adult content might be in this show. A lot of this is freeform. Swearing happens. And if that offends you, or you have little ones around, or I don't know, whatever it may be, don't play this in that atmosphere. Other than that, fucking enjoy. Let's talk about the GM pass. What does this mean? Well, there's a lot of different parts to this, and, and I should break down when I say pass and, and passing the camera. Really, it's the idea of passing the baton or the mic. Instead of taking control of the entire adventure that you're running or session or scene or whatever term is used for the game that you're running, it's about handing it off to the people around the table so that their voice is a part of the story. It helps a lot in many ways. Mostly, it stops a GM from having to do absolutely everything. And it makes the players put a little bit more of their skin in the game. So here's examples of, of how I do this. First off, and, and probably the most popular one is when the final hit is done on a monster, you ask them, in the words of Matthew Mercer, how do you do this? That's a big moment for the player. And the first couple of times might be odd. But they'll learn more and more as the big baddies get killed or really fatal blows happen. All you got to do is give a few key words like, I was a really quick and swift death. How did it happen? Let them describe it. You can also pass for monster descriptions. For example, when you say there's a group of goblins that are moving in through uh, the marsh and coming up the hill towards the PCs, what do you see? And let the players talk amongst each other. And a lot of times you'll get them to be in character for it. It's a big thing. And I've started doing this a lot in the last couple of years. I would say since I started running Cypher System regularly, this became part of the thing I did was pass the camera to them and let them describe it. Actions other than combat is another great way to pass the camera. After a skill test, successful or not successful, this is key because failure drives story. Ask your players to describe what happened. An example of this would be really simple. Uh, jumping over a rail down 100 foot as a monk sliding down the wall to get to the rest of the party or attack somebody or to dodge the incoming fireballs. Have them describe that moment. As a GM, it leads up something like this. Well, it's pretty simple. You jump over the rail. You make your reflex safe. But what happens on the 100 foot fall for you? They roll their check and they describe. 
amazing chance for them to give their own flavor to the game. You're still in the control as the GM. You take the camera back, but you give them a moment, that spotlight moment. So these are the ways as GMs I do this. I do this as a GM a lot. There are other ones, but we'll get into that as we go along. The player pass. This is a little different. This is the part where I think that this podcast, this episode is going to change how you think about gaming, especially not being the 80s anymore and describing every room, asking what they do, and never really asking your players anything else. We've all seen the player introduction. That's a great way to start a mic pass. I actually don't like players describing their characters right away. I actually like them to learn a little bit about their characters and play them a little bit before they describe them because sometimes, unless that player gives you a, a dynamic background with looks and feel, a lot of people are easing into the character. Not everyone's an actor, but a lot of people know what they like once they're doing it. So here's some of the ways that I have players pass the camera, not only back to the GM, but to each other. Talking to an NPC is a great example. If they're talking to a store clerk, clerk a guard, um, an important NPC, and you have that NPC as a GM ask question, the player answers and then turns to the left and goes, Leona, what do you think? That is how they are passing the camera over and putting another player in the spotlight. That's important. Or when they pass it to the NPC, giving it back to the GM. Conversation from PC to PC. This is a big moment as well. On our stream that we just did, we had a little bit of a hiccup where people weren't hearing each other right, and some people were talking over one another. And I've talked about mic etiquette in the past. The way to get along this is PC to PC conversation, count to five. A slow five, not a one, two, three, four, five, but a nice slow five. And wait to see if somebody else has something to say. Eventually, it'll become like a dance, and your GM will know when to step back in and take the camera over again. Asking another player what they see is an amazing thing, too. If a scout goes out and comes back, and they just say, yeah, what the GM said, they're missing a moment to put a spotlight on that scout's character, doing the thing that they do. People always talk about how their characters don't have moments. Well, yeah, they don't have a fucking moment because you don't take those moments and use them. You have to grab a hold and shoot your own piece. And I'm I'm referring to this stuff as a camera because it's more than just audio. It is the visual as well. So when that goes back to the scout and maybe Leona is that same scout, she comes back after going out a quarter mile, sneaking way back to the group and goes, the bugbears are out there. The goblins aren't our concern. I saw at least 30 gray-furred, white stripe down one of them. One was heavily scarred. I think they hit one of our traps. Now, the GM may have not mentioned into that. And once the relationship is set of trust, the GM can let that player describe things. That allows you to come back to the GM and use those little tidbits. Do you know what also? There's a little trick. There's a little tip. I should save it to the end, but uh, all this stuff just gives the GM time to prep things behind the scenes. I'm just saying. So how do we use this stuff in action? We've already given a few samples in the two sections here we just talked about, but in action is a, a group thing. You all have to be involved to make it happen. If you think that the inaction part is just going to be automatic, you're wrong. It's going to take more than that. As a matter of fact, it's not only going to take more than that. You got to talk to each other and, and that's an important piece that I think is missed. We all sit down, we get in a habit, we play the same damn game every time. Instead, as a GM and player, you or players, you should say, hey, we're going to do some stuff where we're passing the camera. I want some of you to narrate and give scenes. You're going to learn, one, when 
certain players aren't comfortable with that. You're also going to learn how much your GM wants to give up the reins. It's going to be different for everyone. So maybe don't do it in every section. Maybe just do it in some of them. But what I think you're going to find is that people, people have a lot more to say than they think they do. And we're given that air time, that camera time to do so, they will. So in action, the way you practice this is very simple. Follow some of the ideas of improv. Ask a question. Wait for an answer. Don't, uh, don't force it. So here's an example. I'm going to give you a GM, a PC, and a location. GM sample is simple. Two for this, actually. The blow was amazing. You crit him. Uh, the shield slides up underneath his jaw and separates it from the skull. How do you want to do this? And that player already knows the action and they finish the description. Another one is you walk into the room. It is cold, fro frozen almost. There's not frost clinging, but your breath, you can see it. This is really odd since you're in midsummer. There's no reason for this chill in the air. It's like you are the inside of a freezer. What do you see on the shelves in this room, this living room that is frigid? What is here? Your players describe it. Same sample in that room with the player. The shield hits and it separates the jaw from the bone and I pull back with a pop and the the hobgoblin falls to the ground as I step on him and move on to the next. Awesome. As a GM, that didn't change anything for you. As a player, it gave them a moment. And then you got another one of those for when you're in that same location. Well, seeing the frost on my breath, knowing that I'm a scout and a tracker, I think I look for uh, dust and how long this place has been desolate. Um, I think that I rub my hands over the counters and I trace my finger in the dust and see how long it has been uncleaned. Um, and because sometimes people just don't clean, I'm going to look at the important places. I'm smart. So I check around like the cupboard doors, the entrance into the building, check the doorknobs, the windows and see what's here. I notice that there was paw prints outside. I think on one of the windows in here, I also notice nose prints from whatever animal lives here. That didn't change the GMs. And the dog has been in here before. We were already established that. They are just reestablishing. Location samples are a little different. Location samples, you're trusting each other to set up a good scene. And the way I do this is a little closer to Fiasco, where the GM says something like this. You're in the tomb. The walls are made of a golden sandstone with small veins of flickering silver shining through. What else is in this room, this, this old Egyptian temple? And then Leona may say, well, we searched for traps. We didn't find any. There's probably some small jars in here that they have things stored uh, and riches. I mean, there has to be like little boxes of trinkets. And then that passes over to Pickin. Pickin is the, the rogue of the group. And he goes, yeah, well, there's no traps I found. Um, I'm going to look around the sarcophagus, this uh, ornately decorated box. And the GM goes, you're right, it's ornate. It, it represents the god Anubis. What else is on there? I think there's glyphs. There's writings on it that I'm going to try to decipher. In that scene, you just gave more between three people than the GM could have gave himself. And it lends to more airtime. I learned a lot of these tips and tricks running things like Fiasco and Blades in the Dark. 
the thing about inaction is only use as much as you want. Don't abuse it. Make it a powerful tool. Just don't use a hammer when everything isn't a nail. Normally I do some smart bumper about magic and monsters, marks of men, but instead I want to talk about what I've been up to. I have been up to a lot. And the thing I want to talk about is Eric Frankhouse presents on Twitch and YouTube. I'm making this ecosystem of content that I'm putting out and the podcast is part of that. But if you like what I do here and you want to see what I do in action, check out our Twitch, the first and third Tuesday of every month at 7.30 p.m. CST, we are doing a live show of my favorite home setting, Athontia. It's a world of soul punk Victorian horror, and I think you'll like it. We're currently playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but I've done it for 5e as well. Come watch us, and if you do like it, or you're looking for other people to game with, join our Discord at Eric Frankhouse Presents. You can find it on the Twitch at the bottom, real easy to join. I hope you enjoy it. So now that we've discussed those, let's actually talk about the setup. To set this up, we have to go back to the concept of transparency before gaming. And I've talked about this in other episodes. You can go back and find the episode number. I actually believe it's called transparency. You need to talk about it at the beginning of the table. And at the beginning of the campaign, or if you're already in mid-campaign, you can say, hey, this this session we're going to play, I kind of want to I want to try out the idea of us all doing some descriptions. Don't worry, I'm not going to make the players do a lot, but, you know, your, your killing blows, your skill checks, I really want to pass it over to you more than I normally do. And maybe even in some locations. So I'm going to start us in a tavern in a new city, and I want each of you to give me an element of this tavern. Invisible Sun does a great job at this, where you each describe an element of the area you are in to help make a scene. And then the GM recants that and then paints it so it matches what he needs or she needs for the scene. So be transparent in the beginning. Talk about it. Talk before the game. Uh, start simple. Don't go overboard. Maybe you start with just the killing blows like Matt Mercer. Maybe you start with just skill checks if you notice people are really into that. Give some examples before you start. Or if someone pauses when you ask them, when you count to five and there's nothing there, and go, well, here's my example. Just, I'll do this one. Maybe you'll get the next one. And continue. Don't make them feel bad about knowing. Sometimes in the moment, people don't know what to say. But eventually, it will become second nature. And then a go-to style. If you're a player, uh, I do this with my NPCs, but have a few things written down. If your combat style is frantic and barbaric, if your other fighting style is a modern game and you're really into taking cover and shooting and always being protected, or maybe you're ever vigilant watching the other players, you can use that last one as an example of when you make a fail. I'm watching as Leona's getting ready to crouch and crawl across the field. I don't notice the goblins coming up from behind. Or maybe it's the opposite. I see her crawling across the field. And notice the goblins are making their way from the opposite, drawing bows, and I charge. Those are moments where you can take those things that your character is known for doing and leverage them into this idea of passing the camera and really setting the scene. Try it out. Do it. Do, do this idea of the setup before you actually put this into your games. 
I think you will be pretty happy. I know I am. So, tips and tricks. I recommend watching improv. If you've never watched improv, they're really good at the idea of passing the buck, so to speak. Uh, asking the proper question and in return, somebody else does something. Improv is a great way to do that. The old um, whose line is it anyway is fantastic at watching people riff. Sometimes riffing can get too comedic, so you don't want it to last too long unless you're really good at it. Keep it short and sweet. That whole idea of what do you see? How do you do it? What do you smell? Uh, can you tell the players what I told you in your character's voice? And so on. It doesn't have to be exact. Let them know. I also think treat it like exploring a new relationship, a new friendship. When there's dialogue between two people, you have to remember most of these people never met each other. And if they have met each other, that can have a different kind of conversation. You can ask different questions, more personal, or say things and know they get it. Write reminders for yourself as a GM and player. Uh, so if you're running right now virtually because of COVID, you can easily put post-it notes on your screen. I, I do it all the time. I never take a picture of it because it look horrible, but I have post-it notes there. And I remind myself that bugbear who's scarred up, he, he flinches when he sees traps or ranger because he knows what that means. Uh, same for somebody in a game where anytime they have a conversation with that one character that's beat them out with every diplomacy check. I mark that as well. There's also a cool new technique, and I don't want to say new, but honed uh, by the Star Trek game that came out from, I think it's Modiphius. Uh, Modiphius? Modiphius. Every time an NPC is on screen, a new trait of the NPC is described. That's really easy to do, and that gives your players a chance to really add something to them. So, for example, in my new live stream for Thontia Dark Tides, Terry Fernsby has become a crowd favorite. And next time he's on screen, I'm going to ask them, what is his class? We already know his ancestry is a half-orc, but I'm going to ask him his classes. Then maybe next time he's on, give me a skill he's an expert in. And so on. We're going to build him out as a group. I think these are really key ways and tips and tricks of how you can make that past the camera work. Also, watch TV and look how actual camera movements function when it switches from a big panning wide shot to a close-up shot on a person. You need to learn how to describe that moment of, for example, the camera panning down the Everston Manor through the earth, the basement into the sub-basement and falling on Everston, grabbing a hold of one of the Spriggans. I'm giving you this grab. You've already got it. What do you do? You're passing the momentum to the player. It's very important to learn it as a GM. You'll be a better one if you do. And same to the players. Don't hog the limelight. When you finish your piece, stop asking fucking questions. Sometimes you got to let somebody else do something. So if you ask about the room, what it looks like, you get those descriptions, write down the next thing you want to ask and just stop and wait. Or maybe ask that same question to someone else to make a check. You're not winning your tabletop game. This isn't a board game. This isn't a miniature game. Turn to the person to your right in game and go, I've looked around. I've only found these things. If you see a blueprint for how we can build this, let me know. And that keys that person to go do it. But not enough of that. Let's, let's close this up. So in closing, I... I think that people really need to look at how they pass around 
the mic and the camera in a game and who is actually the one talking all the time. It's, it's time to let more of the players shine. And if you're the player that shines all the time, help other players have that moment. Just These are just some of my guidelines on how to do it. And I want to say thank you to everyone who's been following EFP, Eric Frankhouse Presents, on Twitch TV. Also, our YouTube channel where all of our replays go and our side quest. It has been fantastic. We had a great audience on Tuesday night for uh, the haunting of the manor of the Everstons. And we stopped in the middle of that. We're getting ready to line up our side quest that will come out next Tuesday. So if you're looking for things that are special and you want to have a new stream to watch and you enjoy any form of content, come check us out. We also have a great Discord that you can find either linked here in the podcast itself or linked below our Twitch. That's it for me today, everybody. And like always, watch, listen, learn, be a better gamer.